0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Let's Pod This. My name is Andy Moore. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by Mr. Doctor Scott Melson.
1: What's up, man? Hey, man. How are you? I'm, dude. I'm so much better than I was last week. Yeah. I was you know a little sick last week. A little oh, under, that's right. Well, under the weather. I'm feeling. Man, it's only been one week. It's only been a week, but I'm feeling better. I'm back after it. it has been a long week, then. Maybe maybe not quite 100%, but I'm like probably 95%.
0: 95 is uh, that's a solid A. Yeah, man. I'll take it. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks, dude. All right, so we are doing a bit of a different episode today. We're gonna have a brief news roundup, yeah, uh, and then, but really, the topic of the day is Marijuana, If I can pronounce it like you do,
1: Marijuana.
0: Juana. So I think um, it's been the, the big talk of the week. So, news, uh, Scott, take us through the news roundup real quick.
1: So, with one exception, all of our news, all of our news this week is going to be related to. State question 788, the Board of Health meeting this week, and the fallout, which will be our main topic today. So, first up, we've got from News OK The Board Broke Tradition and Setting Prescription Marijuana Rules, Author Unknown. This is a, kind of a piece that was has contributions from several uh, great journalists at News OK Ben Felder, Justin Wingerter, and Meg Wingerter. Um, they are talking, kind of go through exactly what the Board of Health did um, in terms of. Enacting regulations and setting up a framework for medical marijuana industry in Oklahoma, and how the board maybe has kind of broken some precedent here. Um, which is going to be a big roles. part of our discussion yes. today. Yeah. So that's that's first up. Next, uh, if you would like to know more about exactly who these folks are, Tulsa World uh, has a article that profiles all the members of the state board of health. There's some doctors there. There's a dentist. Even some healthcare executives there from all over the state. And it lists which board members represent which counties. And so it is worth, I think, your time to check that out if you kind of want to know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, more um there's a great article by Catherine sweeney from journal record uh does great work at that uh that paper uh, that talks about um costs for marijuana marijuana growers and specifically looks at one of the rules that the state board of health put in their regulations this week talking about uh, the ban on outdoor commercial growing has a lot of people upset um, and and talks about what the implications are for real estate in oklahoma uh, and uh, what the implications are for prices of commercial warehouse space and what that can mean for a burgeoning industry here in the state by having that uh, requirement that commercial grow operations be limited to indoors. Uh, lastly, the last marijuana-related article is, again, from News OK. There have been not one, not not one, but two lawsuits already filed. Dose lawsuits? Uh, dose lawsuits that were filed on Friday. Uh, naming variably Governor Fallon, members of the Board of Health, several other administrators in Oklahoma government, um, about these rules and trying to get them, you know, reviewed by the courts. So those are the four marijuana-related articles, and then we have, as always, everyone's favorite segment.
0: Brew watch. It's brew watch. Are we doing that now or later? Later. <laughs> sure.
1: We'll come back to that. Yeah, so that was very exciting, though. It was. <laughs> so, um, really, that's that's it for the news roundup, and and I, I we're not going to talk in detail about any of these articles because kind of a, a longer discussion about marijuana is really what we're going to focus on for the rest of the episode. That's so. right.
0: And I will. Uh, by this point, you have already heard a disclaimer that I just thought to add at the beginning of this. Um, Scott and I are going to just approach this unfiltered. This is Scott Melson and Andy Moore as two concerned citizens, as individual people, as voters, who have opinions on this issue. This does not reflect the opinions of our organization. I guess this is the the disclaimer right now, Yeah. so you've heard it now. Um, But we really want to kind of have an honest discussion, because almost every time that we've gotten together in the last few weeks and we talk about this issue, um, we get heated, we get into it, and and I'm like, man, we should record this, and we just haven't done it yet. And so yeah. we're just gonna, we're just gonna do it. Also, I'm not gonna edit out any adult language. Yeah. So there's gonna be the F word at some point, and, and probably the S <laughs> word. Probably. But definitely not the C word because we have got standards. But <laughs> uh, if you have kids in the
1: car, earmuffs, kids. Other part of the disclaimer, I think that's worth mentioning too. You know, it it has come up from time to time on the podcast. Um, I'm a physician here in Oklahoma. Andy, you are a licensed professional counselor mm-hmm. um both of us work for large health, health groups. entities yes yeah and, and and any opinions that we state here are are our own um they're not reflective of any policy or um you know policy or statement that should be attributed to the institutions for which we right. work right uh
0: on that note I've got a bone to pick with you people about what you're getting angry about. So this is a we're gonna just this is a commentary that's far and wide. Yes. Um. So let's maybe let's quickly s- first. Well, one, you, you said what's happened this week.
1: Yeah. So so just a quick recap. So the state board of health met on Wednesday, and for those that you know started paying attention to this issue today, on June 26th in the primary election, Oklahoma voters passed by a wide margin state question 788, which legalizes medicinal cannabis in Oklahoma the state question was written in a pretty broad way on purpose on purpose and one one thing that was i think discussed a lot in the lead up to the election when people had concerns about how broad that language was a common retort was that well it also says that the state board of health assuming the state question passes that the board of health will come back and then establish a regulatory framework for how this industry will function in Oklahoma, and they have 30 days to do that from the time that the state question passes. Mm -hmm. So, it passed. The results are certified. The Board of Health has been meeting. They've actually been working on uh, regulations for several months now, enlisting the opinions of uh, stakeholders, other government agencies, and they met on Wednesday, I believe, of this week, Um, and they, they met and they passed a set of regulations. And that that was controversial for a couple of reasons. Probably the biggest the biggest thing is that when they met, they they had the proposed rules that have been published, that have been available on the web for quite some time. However, like a couple of weeks because they had to allow for public, public comment, comment right? right? So you
0: get to read the rules and then comment on your thoughts
1: about these rules. During the meeting, there were two motions made to amend the rules. Um, in fairly significant ways, so the first one was a motion that changed the rules to ban smokable forms of marijuana. Right. Which was not part of the framework of the rules that and had not, been on. Right. That had been posted and available for public comment. Right. So it was an oral motion made to amend the rules to ban smokable forms of marijuana, and it passed five to four. The second motion was. To require a licensed pharmacist to be that that managers of dispensaries of marijuana dispensaries must be licensed pharmacists right that was also an, an amendment made by an oral motion and was adopted five to four so these were two rules so ban smokable weed and um, that's weed
0: is my yeah, uh, that's fine. my slang term of choice also pot um, and sometimes ganja. <laughs> ganja I think that's underused. Yeah. Um. So, to, bl- to ban smokable marijuana and to um, require a pharmacist in each dispensary.
1: dispensary disp- To be the manager of each dispensary and to be on site.
0: The manager or just on site? Right.
1: No. To be the manager. So, the manager of the dispensary must be a pharmacist.
0: Okay. um, That's bogus, but we'll get into this in yeah. right now. Um, So, those are the two rules. And they both passed, five to four. And,
1: and, and, five, and to two? Five, five to six, two? Five to four. Five to four. Five to four. Five to four. And so, to just s- barely passed. Yes. And to say that there has been a strong reaction to that, I think would be uh, understating. Un- under, underselling. Right. Under. I mean, social media erupted. Uh, news stories have been written about it. Um, I mean, it's been it has been the talk. I think of certainly the what I've what I've been all I've been hearing about yeah. for the remainder. Well, world. and I
0: and I did see that uh, both uh, the Oklahomans. Uh, Political state podcast and uh, non doc and FKG consulting's podcast both had the same topic this week. It is the topic du jour of podcasts in Oklahoma that deal with politics. Right. So uh, we should probably say that the Board of Health is comprised of, composed of, there's nine composed, folks on it, nine people, a bunch of physicians, doctors of various yeah. sorts, and then some like healthcare administrators, policy right. people. And they are not elected, they are appointed. Yes. Are they all appointed by the governor?
1: They are all appointed. I, I'm not certain if they're all appointed by the governor or if there's governor, speaker, and senate pro tem. Right.
0: That's usually how it goes. Um, and so that's that's who it is. And and so here we are. So we've got two rules that passed just barely. And this was shocking to a number of people, including yeah. um, House Majority, Majority Leader, Floor yep. Leader. Floor Leader Eccles. Uh, yeah, John Eccles. And who was on vacation, and when he got the news, you know, some reporters called him and he was like, what, what happened? No, and his statement was like, I had no idea, and he was appalled, I think, because the legislature, especially leadership, had been in talks with the industry and with the Board of Health for weeks, developing these rules, making sure that everyone's kind of on board, just like, hey, here's what we're thinking, and this was allegedly not part of the discussion. Right. As right. far as we know. Right.
1: The other thing that's been, so the, so the other thing that's been, that was kind of controversial about this is in the aftermath, no one was able, none of, none of the board members, um, commented. So newspaper organizations, other noise organizations right. tried to solicit comment on this action from board members. None of them replied for, com- well, uh, skilling, skilling, I think replied for comment and his comment was, I, I can't no comment. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> um, um, and so no one commented, and there doesn't seem to be, you know, staff at the Board of Health, uh, at the Department of Health who've been involved in crafting these rules, said we don't know where this language came from. Like we don't know where these two, like, where did these two proposals come from? That you ban smokeable forms and that you have to have a pharmacist. So, um, so that was one point of controversy. Um, but in addition to that, Andy, I, I think you could accurately say that the predominant reaction to this has been. Outrage, right? Yeah. Outrage at the process, but also outrage at just what the the rule changes themselves. Right.
0: So, you know, when this when this first happened, so it passed with a, a wide majority, fifty seven percent of the vote. Governor Fallon at first had said, I'll probably call a special session and then after it passed said, No, I'm not going to and then the public health the Board of Health put out their rules for public comment. Um and then they passed different ones. Right. Um, after that, Speaker McCall and Senate Pro Tem Treat said, "Oh, well, in in that case, um, we're going to form a working group, which a bipartisan is working group, a bipartisan working group, to review this stuff and to come up with some ideas." Which is dumb. Sounds my great, opinion. but doesn't really necessarily doesn't mean anything. do anything. It's yeah. a committee of people that they're going to pick, and whatever. Right. And even if they pick a bipartisan group, it's still they're not actually going to do anything because. It's not in the legislature's hands. It's right. up to the board of health, right. so they can whatever. Now it and will
1: then, it will be in the legislature's hands, and so one thing to be clear on: the rules that were passed by the board of health, these are emergency rules, okay, and they're they are put in place and they they become effective essentially when the governor signs them, which, which she, she did, did
0: the very next day, right? Like quickly.
1: But because they are, my understanding is Emily Virgin, representative Emily Virgin from Norman, had a great thread on this my understanding is that because they are emergency rules they are subject to legislative review in the next legislative session which
0: whenever that occurs in february not what if they call a special
1: session then it would be then too okay so whenever that occurs yeah but but so so these rules can be they are under the purview of the legislature when they come back okay
0: so what's interesting about this is that even after the law passed So the law says you've got 30 days, right? To get this, get everything in place and get it going. And that was on the 26th. Today's the 14th. So we've got 12 days left before this is supposed to be in. And in some states, this has kind of gotten, this is what's happened. The wheels have fallen off. It's gotten tied up in courts for months, right? Right. And and people haven't had access to the thing that they voted. And this was a pretty wide margin of of passage. So the...
1: So I think we're we're kind of we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves so people are outraged andy why are people so pissed off i just wrote why are people so upset with the
0: rules on my screen here (laughs) to ask you that um so i think and so we're going to go back and forth about this and and it's going to be somewhat circular i think we're going to circle back to the same thing that people are pissed because this is not actually recreational marijuana that's (laughs) that is my state i will contend that is the baseline issue that undermines or that under um um the foundation for right. all of their a- outrage. People are ups- upset, they will say, for lots of other reasons, and I will contend those reasons are bogus and this is why they keep losing, right? They're saying they're pissed because um they thought they're voting for smokable marijuana and because because the rules um also uh, outlaw like certain shapes of gummies, yes. right? So, so allows, like gummy bears. It outlaws
1: certain shapes of gummies it also outlaws uh, it caps the THC concentration, at, which is the uh, kind of active ingredient, if you will, or one of them in marijuana. Mm-hmm. It's it's what produces the euphoria. Um, it caps the THC concentration at 12%. It also uh, uh, makes it illegal to have an outdoor commercial growing operation. Commercial growing operations have to be done indoors. Um, those are probably the ones that have generated the most Right. Outrage so you can't just grow it in your pasture.
0: You put a roof over your pasture, which is right. kind of a bullshit Right. right? Anyway, so I think people are mad about this. And I'm going to just pause for a moment and take issue with this first thing that I've been saying to you like all week (laughs) is that the shape of your gummies doesn't fucking matter. Right. right? Like (laughs) if it's a gummy bear or it's a square or a star or it's a tiny Buddha or whatever, a microphone, it doesn't matter the shape of it is. When it's in your mouth, you can't see it. Right. And the reason that they outline certain shapes, which is not uncommon, other states have the same rules, is that. They don't want kids to look and think, "Ooh, gummy bears," and eat a gummy bear that's that's full of marijuana.
1: Right, and that's important because you know people will say, "Well, no one ever overdoses of marijuana." It is true to say that, as far as I'm aware, there are no reports of adults overdosing I mean, on the, marijuana. No, right? like yeah, there's. But, I
0: have friends that will talk about it and right. be like, "I smoked too much dope, or I ate too right. many gummies, and it kicked in, and I got freaked out and nauseous and whatever." Right,
1: but children can absolutely overdose, oh, yeah. and uh, children like to eat candy Not type known things, for their self-control like gummy right. bears so you know if you have your three-year-old or your four-year-old that sits a package of gummies and eats the whole thing you could be in like i mean serious serious trouble so yeah. so that's that's one point people so are upset there's about, a
0: reason for the rule and also it doesn't freaking matter because it's, you're going to eat it you're going to eat it what do you care right if it's shaped like a, a, a penis or anything else like you're gonna you're gonna eat it and you're gonna get high and that's what you want i take
1: a vitamin every day and it's a gummy. And mm-hmm. you, know, you know what shape it is? Bam Bam from Flintstones. No, it's a square. It's a square. It's actually, I guess it'd be more accurately to, to say it's a cube. A rhombus. It's a cube. A cube. Okay. It's a little cube vitamin. It's fine. I mean, and what if... It's what great if, vitamin. Tastes delicious.
0: What if they only said you can only have um, oblong, you know, like capsule shapes for gummies? Right. People would be upset about that. And it doesn't matter. It's right. the same stuff. You can shape it like whatever, hundred percent. And it's because people want unfettered access to marijuana, which is fine. That's right. up to them. It doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, if you want to be outraged about something, as I wave my arms on the <laughs> podcast, this is not the thing to right. be outraged about.
1: Right. No. And I've had, I mean, I've had a similar kind of reaction to this. And you know, I'm I'm going to lay all my cards on the table here. I'm a doctor. I voted for state question seven eighty eight. There are, as we're going to talk about later, there's right now a couple petitions to try and get recreational marijuana on the ballot. I'm going to vote for those as well. Um, So I was a supporter of medicinal, like passing the law for medicinal cannabis. I will tell you that I will not be writing it in my practice, and there are several reasons for it. One is that for us as physicians, there's really no, there's not any like good data on how you write for this. Right. And when I say write for it, I mean, give someone a prescription for it. Right. Um, so an example would be if you came to me, um, and had an ear infection, I wouldn't just say, Oh yeah, you have an ear infection. Uh, you need to take this medicine, you know, you need to take antibiotic Z and you would say, okay, well, how much of antibiotic Z do I take and how often do I take it? And for how long? And I would say you take this much and you take it twice a day and you take it for 10 days. Um, that's how we work we do our very very best to say you use this much of a medicine you use it this frequently and you use it for this amount of time right and with cannabis and i'm not saying that i'm not saying this is a good thing i mean i think it's a in many ways it's a travesty that the the federal laws have prohibited research from being done on this but the research hasn't been there and so i can't tell you that right if you're wanting to take marijuana for your chronic back pain or your anorexia or your cancer or whatever it is you're wanting to take it for I can't tell you a dose right I can't tell you how frequently to take it and I can't tell you how long you should use it right and it seems to me what people are upset about this week you know and this has rubbed me the wrong way like as a doctor there's been all this talk. well it's a bunch of special interests the board of health right like I don't see this as like a special interest group, right? I don't see the Oklahoma State Medical Association with this issue. Um, there's been a lot of speculation that the Oklahoma State Medical Association was the group that was pushing to ban smokable forms of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a special interest argument to say that a group of doctors said that you shouldn't smoke things. Right. right. To but
0: also, it's okay because you shouldn't smoke things.
1: Right. You shouldn't smoke things, right? Like, this, like
0: we all know this. Right. And, and I will contend, this is I'm, I'm the one in the soapbox today, I guess, um, I will contend that... Many of the people who are some of the people at least who are upset that you can't smoke weed are the same folks who are glad that you can't smoke tobacco in restaurants. Right. Right? Like right. they're like, Oh yeah, we don't want that tobacco smoke around. But then they're pissed that you can't smoke the weed. I'm like, right. listen, what do you care? If if your goal is to get medical marijuana, you got it. Like you right. can pop right. a gummy right. of whatever shape, except for gummy bears. Like right. or you can still vape it. Or you can eat it in brownies, or you can—I uh, don't right. m- m- weed milkshakes. I don't right. know. Right. Right. That's that I,
1: yeah. Like that's what what has and this is what I've said to you, and a, and a couple of times I think I've said this. It seems like what people what people wanted from this law, or what they what they're upset about, is that they're making rules that say you can't just use however much you want, whenever you want, for however long you want. Which would be recreational. Yeah, and that's and again. I'm in favor. of If that's what you want to do, that's your business, and that's fine. But that's called recreational marijuana. It's not called medicinal marijuana. Right. People are outraged that we're trying to treat this like a medicine. And so real quick, let's talk about recreational because there is a petition being
0: circulated right now. I think they're about halfway there on signatures is my understanding and they have until i think until the 8th of next month to well, get i thought there were more because they need 160 i thought i thought they were about 100,000. oh okay that's true right. i heard they had 60,000. they need 160,000, and they have until i think august 8th yeah. to submit them and to get recreational marijuana on the ballot the thing there is that they will have to um then those signatures will have Won't to be, be certified certified and that'll take a few weeks yeah at least and um And so the question is, will it be on the November ballot? So that's
1: that question first, Scott, do you think recreational weed will be on the November ballot? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think it will, you know, yeah, I think it will, because I think right now, I think that people who want recreational marijuana are, I think they're, if possible, they are even more motivated than they were with 788. And now that 788 has passed and there's been some restrictions put in place. I think that's gonna, you know, that's going to kind of even, even further uh, galvanize folks that are in favor of recreational. So,
0: so if it is, what impact do you think that will have on the election
1: in? November? Oh, tremendous, tremendous. So, now, I so, think that um, I think that they will have a harder time. You know, we were all pretty optimistic that 788 was going to pass. I think, I think, like in the in the week or days before the election, I said, I think it's going to pass by a slimmer margin than people thought. I was guessing 52 48, and I was wrong. It was 57 right. 43, which in this day and age is a big margin. is a huge is a huge margin. I i I think that there will still be some folks who are maybe even that voted in favor of medicinal cannabis that are much more leery of recreational cannabis that's true i think there will be fewer people that will support
0: it but i think it would still pass especially because it this issue right now with the mm. board of health and the legislature yeah. and all that yeah. will really like galvanize people and you yep. you may turn out the pot vote which will have as we
1: have seen significant impact on statewide yeah. rate other statewide right. races, other races yeah. right
0: so like um and, and and it is a mis uh mischaracterization that only democrats liberals want legal marijuana
1: oh that's a huge mischaracterization for
0: because and I think if it doesn't pass now there's a
1: lot of conservative people who live through the 60s that would love to see recreational that's weed. that's exactly
0: right there's a ton of Gen X um, people who who lived through the 60s who are like you know what I used to smoke weed and it was cool they want low taxes limited government and
1: recreational weed
0: that's exactly right and couldn't we all just like chill out a little bit wouldn't it be okay for our society if we just would take a step pop a gummy and like relax a little bit. (laughs) I'm not saying I support it. I'm not saying I'm going to use it. I'm just saying like, if given the opportunity between opioids and marijuana, I take marijuana between meth and marijuana. I take marijuana between drunk driving or someone using marijuana. I take marijuana. Sure. No one has, no one has ever smoked up or, or used marijuana and like gotten really angry and like gone after somebody.
1: Robin Williams said in his live show on Broadway in uh, 2000, Uh, you've never met an angry pot smoker. No. You know? Um, So I don't know. I think, you know, I think uh, if they can get the signatures and get on the ballot, I think it'll pass. I think you're right. I think it'll be a smaller margin, but kind of, I don't know if they're going to get the signatures, though, so I'll, I'll
0: take the opposite position um, for the sake of the podcast, if not in real life, But I <laughs> because it is a, a huge burden, right? It's a lot of work and money yeah. to get signatures. That's so true. you can So there's two ways, right? You can have an enormous grassroots effort and tons of people gathering signatures, which is what they're trying to do, and or you, you can, can pay a firm to help you get signatures, right. and, and, and that is in itself – a huge undertaking and also really expensive, like yeah. three to five dollars per signature.
1: Yeah, you're looking at for for hundred and sixty thousand signatures and I think you, you and I have looked at the cost of this for some other things and yeah, yeah. I think for one hundred and sixty thousand signatures we were thinking it'd be what, like right at $450,000? 400, uh, at least. For, yeah. yeah, like yeah. dollars. I mean,
0: $450,000. Because you, you pay the people to gather signatures, right? This right. so is kind of a thing that they do in a state like this. And then you get
1: the signatures, and the signatures have to be certified, and then the governor gets to put it on the election, on a, decide what election it goes on. Now, we were having a conversation about this this morning. I, it is my understanding that the governor gets to decide which election, like which ballot right. it appears on. As long as there are multiple upcoming ballots onto which it can go, right, it's to be a statewide election, right. And the statewide elections, right, are the every other year primaries and the every other year general elections, right. right. Are there ever other things? I guess if someone resigned or it, something, but it'd be a special election, right. But, but I don't know that you you don't know that that's going to happen. So I don't. So I I I think and the point I'm trying to make here is. I think that if they get the signatures and they get the signatures certified, I believe it has to go on the November ballot. I think as long as you can get signatures certified before the ballots start being printed. Right. So it, the, yes. So that's the I think that maybe the
0: linchpin, uh, especially based on our conversation earlier today. Yeah. Um, is that, I I wouldn't be surprised knowing the little bit that I know about the state legislature <laughs> about the way things go down on Oklahoma. Right um that someone someone tweeted the other day that it seems like the governor just looks around and says what's the worst thing i could do for the state i'll do that right
1: um (laughs) and i
0: i can't disagree governor
1: Um, fallon if you're listening we're sorry but not sorry
0: right you are a very nice person
1: and maybe a, a terrible governor
0: um in my own opinion um So I I think what will happen is that they will get the signatures and then there'll be some challenges to the signatures, right? Oh, yeah. And they will be delayed just enough, like maybe not a day, but like a week or like five days That they beyond the 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 threshold and be like, oh, you know what? It's too long. We can't get it on the next ballot. And so it'll be up for the next, I guess, the next primary one. Because I think it has to be within the next 24 months. Yeah. And so the next one would be the primary in... Uh, 2020, right?
1: Yeah, or I think I think they could choose to put it on the general election in 2020. I think. Do they? Could they not? I think they.
0: could. I thought that it has to be the next statewide within the next 24 months. We should know this. We'll look it up and uh, correct it next week, I guess.
1: But so you know, coming back, I mean, what you, it seems like ooh. your general what? No, go ahead. Your general sense of the outrage about about the rules the board passed on Wednesday yeah. is a bit and I don't want to put words in your mouth one it's a bit overblown like calm down and then two we've had some other conversations where it maybe it's a little bit contrived as well
0: well Um, I think it I think it is um you don't have to calm down but it needs to be guided correctly right like arguing and getting pissed about the shape of your gummy is not the hill you want to die on right just from a strategic point of view I think um if you want to take issue with any of it uh, there's several things um the other thing, and let's talk about this in just a second, but the issue of requiring a pharmacist in yeah. each dis, uh, dispensary 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 I can't remember if there's an A and they're not. I think that's a, a a more ludicrous. Well, not it's a less ludicrous thing to be angry about, but a more um, pertinent issue. I think that um, the I think that people, if you're going to be angry, this is my this is my recommendation to people of all political walks of life if you're going to be angry, really make, you only have so much energy, right? Like, so make sure that whatever it is you're angry about is worth getting angry about. And in this day and age, there's a lot of stuff to get angry about, but not all of it matters, right?
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: the same thing, like, when the Republicans got upset about the color of Obama's suit, like, fucking get over yourself. That doesn't matter, Right. right? If you want to get upset about um, you know something like the fact that the president like didn't look at the Queen of England is there a walk is it inconsiderate sure right. does it really matter for the shape of our country and the direction we're going no right like the Queen's gonna just roll her eyes and move on with her life she's 92 it doesn't matter but like for for this issue for marijuana here in Oklahoma the shape of gummies doesn't matter the The thing that matters is that you can get the, the thing that you wanted and the thing that you, The thing that matters is that the State Board of Health did or did not follow the Open Meetings Act, which is a law.
1: So that's a really interesting question. There's an argument to be made um, that they did in fact follow the Open Meetings Act um, and open records because even though these are changes, they're not the rules that were posted online for public review and comment. They were made after the making of a proper motion during a meeting right so, so and the meeting was open to the public so and unless they posted the agenda so there's right.
0: two things i'm going to cut you off on purpose um because this is now that's fine part of my roles right so as we discussed last week i'm also now the executive director of the freedom of information oklahoma organization which deals with open meetings as 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 luck would have it um and so
1: so your balls even
0: this I am. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Go balls deep. I, I haven't watched Dodgeball in a long time. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, also, is Rip Torn his given name? Because that's a badass name. I th- I think it is, and yes. And listeners, if you haven't seen the movie Dodgeball and you're under the age of 30, it's probably worth your time. For the rest of us, as you've been aged, it's, it's not. Did you have any gummies
1: before you watched Dodgeball? No, is uh, that an option I don't know
0: no I've never had a gummy
1: ah, no marijuana I, I do love gummy worms though dude they're the best Mike and Ikes are kind of gummy also sour, anyway sour gummies big sour gummy Oh man.
0: yeah yeah those are good so ad um, rip torn is
1: old he looks terrible
0: <laughs> Scott just googled rip Torn and is shocked
1: at what he's seen uh, How old is he he is 87 but look at, but look at him <laughs> in, look at him in 2015. No way yeah, dude. Holy moly! And to answer your question, his given name is Elmore Rual Torn Jr. Not Rual, but Rual, R-U-A-L. Interesting.
0: Torn is his last name, though.
1: Torn is his last name. You heard it here first, folks. Rip
0: Torn. All right. Well.
1: Trivia question: uh, What was he nominated for? What film was he nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor? Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> oh, as I'm it shocked, turns out I'm shocked i tell you it was uh nominated for marsh turner in cross creek 1984 i've never heard of this film that's yeah, because i was one
0: 1981 84 84 i was three yeah um anyway so god damn it what do we <laughs> um balls deep
1: open meetings there we open go. meetings that's <laughs> what's
0: important um so th- so yes I, I cut you off for this purpose so that the, the fact that they they posted the agenda in advance and they held the meeting and it was a proper motion those things are all true and legal. I would argue as as did um, Joey Sennett, who used to be uh, he was at uh, uh, used to be affiliated with uh, FOI Oklahoma that in the spirit of open records and open meetings you should the rule should be on there. They don't have to be it should be on there the now the lawsuits against this contend that, there was a secret meeting of five members of the board outside of an actual meeting. And this is the rule, right? Is that if you are a publicly funded entity and you have a quorum, so more than 50%, so in this case, five out of nine met to discuss business, like board business. You've got to keep a record. You've got to keep a record. And you can't, you can meet, you can have lunch and tacos and hang out and talk about your kids and whatever, but you can't discuss business at right. that meeting which i get might be tough however these are the rules man right. this is the law and yeah. so like i mean if we had um you know more than half of our let's fix this board together we would i would definitely call a quorum and be like hey let's yeah. get some stuff done and so in this situation they they allege that
1: five members met together
0: planned this out and then and then showed up
1: and like were like, oh, boom, man, there's a motion, and we passed this. Are they alleging that based on actual knowledge, or are they just assuming that the five people who voted in for it got together and did that? They said that they have evidence, but they did not want to share it for fear of retribution at the time.
0: And so that, I think this, as it progresses, will be really interesting. I'm going to keep a close eye on it for multiple reasons, Um, because if true, like this shows some... um, uh, not collusion necessarily, but like it just, well, it shows yeah. that they violated yeah. the law. And so the lawsuit includes the governor, the actual members of the, right. the board, which yep. is they, they could hold some personal liability. Like this yeah, is a and big, st- to quote Nate Silver on five thirty eight, <laughs> you get, I give the uh, three big fucking deals a year. This is a big fucking deal. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. The other thing that's interesting about this and why there's potentially some personal, uh, legal liability here. Um, they went against the recommendations of their general counsel, uh, right? Which so is if your lawyer tells you not to do it, don't do yeah. it. Which which that to me that is a huge deal. Like their lawyer, like you know, there had been some discussion, I guess, of at least um, at least the the rule on uh requiring a pharmacist to be the manager of the dispensary. Mm-hmm. Um, they had talked about that in some board meetings and. The general counsel said, "Yeah, I don't think we can get there. I don't think the law. I don't think the way the state question the state question is written gets us there. You'd have to actually have the legislature come and make a statutory change right. in order to do that." And they ignored that advice and did it anyway. Right. So apparently, the rule is when the general counsel of the agency gives you a legal an illegal opinion that you can't do something, and then you do it anyway, you personally are responsible, not the agency. Right, which has happened multiple times
0: in our state government where yeah. it's like someone's like you know this is a bad idea and they're like you know what let's go ahead and do it.
1: We have a penchant for not following the law.
0: We do and how has it worked out in the past? Not great. Not well. How much would this cost the state? I, I tweeted this the other day I said how much is the lawsuit going to cost? I got estimates from uh 2 billion to 1 trillion to like <laughs> I was like well probably not those numbers <laughs> but here's, here's my answer if it's more than zero it's too much. It's too much yeah. for something like this because right. we know that History will bear out. I will come back and podcast in 50 years, if we still have podcasts, and say, I told you so, that this is coming, right? I think... And we'll I be think,
1: podcasting in Russian in 50 years.
0: <laughs> I think even opponents... No. Under, no. Also Niet. in Russian, it's still no. Niet? Niet. Niet. Is that it?
1: Nyet. Nine. No, that's German.
0: I know. That's why I did it. Oh. In Spanish, though, still no. Yeah. Uh, what about Portuguese? Do you know Portuguese? No. Is it still no? I I'm, I don't, don't know the answer to that. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that I think the history will bear out that this is going to happen, right? Like we will be the 31st state to legalize medical marijuana. 31st? We're not even, we're not last, but yeah. also that means that three-fifths of the country is already yeah. on board with this. Yeah. 60% is already on board. Yep. We're, we're just not last for once, which is a foreign concept yep. to the state of Oklahoma. And so I think that this is going to be, it's going to happen. They're trying to Delay it and and so I, what if?
1: See, here's the, I, I I disagree though, a little bit. I don't I disagree. I don't think that they're trying to. So this is where now maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm not cynical enough, but I don't believe that the intent of the board of the state of the medical board of the uh, board of health here is to try and like basically undo the law and make it so that you know the recreational cannabis system is so regulated and so burdensome and so whatever that it basically becomes unworkable and you just can't have one. Like, I don't think that's the point. Like, I don't think the point of banning smokables is to give big pharmaceutical companies from out of state the only, you know, because the deal is if you can't smoke, if you can't have smokable weed, then you got to make it edible, right? Or in some other kind of form. And that's a lot more expensive. Than to just take the leaves and dry them and roll them up and smoke them, right? right? So, one allegation has been that this is also that so that big pharmaceutical companies can come in and basically corner the market because they're set up and have more have more money to do this. I think that the I th- I think that the board of health said that you shouldn't. The group that's charged of protecting the health of Oklahomans said that we're going to ban smokeable marijuana because smoking is bad. Which it right? is. <laughs> like I think that's it, what it is. Well, but and, you people, know,
0: you know, they read into their intent. Right. right. Which is I mean, it's fair. the
1: same kind of thing with pharmacists. Like, you know, the Board of Pharmacy recommended having a pharmacist be managers of the dispensaries.
0: Is that a job security you know, thing?
1: I, I really don't think it is. I mean, again, I don't know the president of the State Board of Pharmacy. But the whole point of this is we're going to treat, in this instance, we're treating marijuana like a medicine. Specifically, a prescription medicine. And I can tell you. For a fact, there is no other prescription medicine in Oklahoma that you can legally obtain from anyone other than a licensed pharmacist. Right. Right. Like and the, the exception to that is if your doctor gives you a sample. Right. So like you can go see your doctor and they can dispense, you know, samples of blood pressure or diabetes medicine or whatever. But you have to get a prescription and you have to fill up from your pharmacist. And so I think that if you're the board of pharmacy, I again, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying I agree with this rule change. But I guess I would ask, okay, why? What is the compelling reason that marijuana should be treated differently than literally every other prescription medicine in Oklahoma? Right. Like, what's the reason? Like, what's the reason for it to be in a special category? Well, and that's but because that you doesn't require a pharmacist because
0: you can't grow Xanax in, or Lipitor in your backyard. I think that's the reason, and because it's a different thing, right? Like, it the same. This is the same issue with like alcohol. That you can distill your own booze, right? And so, like, it makes it difficult to regulate. But you can't. I mean, no one is like, uh, you know, cooking up Paxil in their backyard.
1: And so, I think that you changes. can just dis- you can you actually can't distill booze. You can brew beer. You cannot yeah. distill your right, own whiskey.
0: Right, You, you have to buy a, a corporate license, but you you can't legally. You yeah, actually you can do it. Yeah, that's but I cannot fair. physically make Paxil in my garage that I know of. Like the, the contents. So. Probably not. Probably right. Not. It would be booze or marijuana, right? right? This substitutes is right. the issue. And so I think that changes the, the power differential in this situation.
1: All right. Fair. Um, also, booze, um, not a medicine.
0: Well... Right, but it, <laughs> but let's say oh, okay. we go back to Prohibition and they try to pass uh, medical whiskey, right, or medical right. alcohol right. instead of full recreation. And this is the right. issue. So that's, the, that's a great, oh, that's a great parallel, right? Like alcohol was legal and then Prohibition came, a U.S. constitutional amendment, and then they repealed Prohibition. Right. And it was legal again. What if instead of actually just full-on repealing it, they said instead we're going to pass what we call medical... Alcohol, right. it can be used as an antiseptic. It can be used as a uh, uh, analgesic. Like it, these are—that's
1: pain medicine for right. those playing the home game.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. Look at me with the uh, ten-dollar word and the three-dollar <laughs> education. Um, and so I think, uh, like, if we did that, um, we would end up in the same situation. Like, and this is again, I will come back to what I said first. Yeah. The real issue here is that people it's want, not fully legal.
1: People want recreational and they thought they were voting for a medical law that basically gave them well, recreational license.
0: The opponents were like, "Oh, this is just this is a, a road to recreational weed." And I was like, "Hell yeah, it is. That's why they're doing it." Right. We all know it. Let's right. just like what do you is that I don't understand like, that right. that argument against it. Like, obviously that's it.
1: Right. And like I said, "I'm trying to I'm trying to be clear about what I think mostly because I don't want to get hate tweets and <laughs> like I'm okay with the hate tweets. Hate mail. I mean, I guess you can send them to me, but I'm I just don't, like I'm not against medical cannabis. I'm not against recreational cannabis. I'm not, you know, I'm kind of six one way, half dozen the other about the changes that the board made. Um, I'm not, you know, pissed off by them. I'm not, like, staunchly in favor of them. I've been irritated this week at all the fervor about how pissed off people are about them. To me, that's, that's what has my, like, my kind of irritatedness up is, like, just everybody, like, take a minute and... Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Like right, right. just like, I mean, like if you're really like again, you're you're getting angry that the board of health is treating medical marijuana like a medicine. Right. So we, you know I've had this discussion before. We're like,
0: they, the problem is that they can't fully treat it like a medication because it lacks some of the things that medications right. have, like um, like
1: evidence and dosing. Well, and, right,
0: because it hasn't been studied because right. it's illegal. Just like right. um. So our you know our original intent today was to have um, a podcast titled A Doctor, A Lawyer, and A Therapist walk into a bar. The lawyer had to go home to her child. But the lawyer had to go home and take care of her kiddo, which is cool. Um, she's just not here. So shout out to Nicole, our board president. We'll catch you next time. Yes. And she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so this is fine. Um, but if...
1: She comes on but doesn't listen. That's right. Yeah, she that's was on that she? one episode. Yeah.
0: Um, so I think... That the issue is that there's not dosage. It's not this. There hasn't been the body of scientific evidence and support behind the the use of marijuana, for which doctors and pharmacists could use to to dispense it based on that knowledge. Not like we have for Lipitor, right? To make a broad, you know, generalization. Right. And so yeah. So we've got all this data and this efficacy testing and safety testing and whatever. We haven't had it. Now, does that mean it shouldn't be legal? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that. It's hard. You can't prescribe a specific dose because you don't know a specific dose because there's no evidence to be like three milligrams of THC helps with epilepsy. Right. Six is too much. Right. right? Like there's not we don't know the sweet spot. We don't know what's helpful at
1: different levels. It puts doctors in a position of having to say if you're going to give someone a medical license. Okay. I'm going to recommend that you take this thing to help with your pain or whatever. And I guess use as much as you feel like you need to as often as you feel like you need to for as long as you need to, which has worked out so well with opioids. Right. And the problem is the problem is good doctors, in my opinion, um, doctors that are trying to practice ethical evidence-based medicine are very, very appropriately uncomfortable with doing that. Right. Right. And that's why, you know, particularly since 788 passed, literally every doctor that I have spoken to about this has says, okay, can we just legalize recreational and leave us out of it? Right. And that way the patients can do what they feel like helps them. They can come see their doctor and we can put it in their medical record. You know, I mean, I already just in case any insurance, Medicare, Medicaid people are listening. I already accurately documented my medical charts when patients tell me that they're using illegal drugs, but patients can come tell us that. We put it in their chart. Patients don't have to feel like there's some kind of retribution, you know, and we can even put it in their med list and check for interactions. And, like, well, and that's, it can I be mean, dealt with in a way that's tougher yeah. to deal with now.
0: And not just marijuana, but, like, <clears throat> other drugs, right? So, like, yeah. the pharmacist in my program, we also document that kind of stuff. Um, and we're not listed in the med list, but there are, like, some medications right, utilize the same liver pathways. Right. As like some medications and some straight drugs use the same pathways, like meth as an example. And so, for people on certain HIV medications, we have to say use less meth because it's going to, um, you know, like uh, double the half life of the meth because you're on this medication. And so,
1: alcohol's alcohol is a huge one. Now, you can ask a question. Um, Okay, so people can buy alcohol that's metabolized by the liver Mm -hmm. and the. You know, they don't have to have a pharmacist there that's buying, you know, I don't have to have a pharmacist that's there checking on them as they buy alcohol and making sure they're not on any medicines that would interact with their alcohol. Fair question. But the difference is they're not there buying alcohol, presumably, on the advice of their doctor for purposes of treating a disease.
0: Oh, fair enough. Which is another argument to just remove the medical community from the right. equation, right? Right. Also, it cracks me up. In a state that is so populist, in a state that does not like government overreach and government like getting into your business, that you would willingly insert a bureaucratic body into it to make this whole thing possible. Right. So, this brings me to two questions, and uh, we probably need to work on wrapping up here. We were at uh, about 50 minutes here. Um, really? It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Well, we, I've been after it here. <laughs> getting you're, getting you're, up on it. I've you're been really fired, fired up today. I you know, have a lot of pent-up anxiety and frustration about society. Sounds like um, you need some marijuana. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll have another <laughs> glass of bourbon, though. Um, so I have two questions for you, Scott, for us to discuss. And the yeah. first one is, what if the legislature decided of their own accord with a two-thirds vote to come back to special session? So that can, a special session can either be from the governor's call or the legislature's own call. Whether or not they can get it is a different question. What if they came back and they came back and just voted to legalize it?
1: I mean, I think that would be tremendous. I think there's a 0% chance of that happening. Can
0: you imagine?
1: Yeah. I mean, they'd be heroes for the first time in All these memory.
0: guys who are terrified they're not going to get elected. So yeah. I think they would do this after the August runoff, right? Like if they waited a little bit until they get... Cause, because the message for, for primary runoff voters who are very partisan right so like right. for the conservative folks these are very conservative voters typically um so of whom we, don't want you you have to you almost have to tell them like oh sorry um I don't like weed it's not never no way no how and then like on August like 29th it's like all right smoke them if you got them <laughs> right everybody like let's do it and be like you know what? I didn't have a choice and they legalized it right. because then then the uh, the state question goes out the window. It doesn't right. matter. Right. And also all of those voters will be smoking dope by November <laughs> right. and it won't they right. won't go to the polls. <laughs> so I would say if you're conservative, if you're Republican, it might be smart to go ahead and legalize it. Because you've got a better chance of winning in you remember. You
1: know, that is a, that's actually a really interesting proposition. I was going to say that the reason it's not going to happen is because... I mean, this is, in fact, the reason that Governor Fallon doesn't want to call a special session. She says it's because the rules the Board of Health came up with are adequate. It's really because she doesn't want a lot of really conservative Republicans who are in bitter uh, runoffs or close races to have to take a position on it.
0: Right. I was like, what does she care? She's done. She's lame no, that's it
1: because It's because she's trying to, you know... Uh, Give them cover. Right. Right.
0: They don't want to have to say... They're for or against it. They can just kind of stand outside and be like,
1: oh, man. I didn't have anything to do with that.
0: Big government. Overreach. Yeah. yeah. Waste, fraud, and
1: abuse. hate it when government reaches into our private lives, except when it deals with you know, health care, medical procedures, religion, those sorts of things. <laughs> right.
0: Very intimate things. Yeah.
1: Family planning.
0: My second question is, would we be having the same issue, the same discussion, if
1: it was not an election year? Uh, Meaning, like, be more specific. Like, would it be, like, would it, would the outrage still be there
0: about these rules? No. W- would the, hmm, that's a good question. No. Would the legislature still be dodging action on this? Like, do you think it would be. Oh, uh, that's a great. Uh, if, if no one, if no one at the at 23rd and Lincoln were up for re-election, like right now, the right. entire House is up, right? right? And a third of the Senate. Right. And the governor, and the lieutenant governor, and the, all these statewide so if things. So they had two more years of certainty? Well, or just one more year, right? Yeah. So, or or maybe, you know, two or three. Um, but if they if it wasn't election year, if it was next year, right. This was on the ballot and this came up and they know that they're in office for another year before they've started campaigning, do you think they'd have enough time to be like, all right, we'll just it's fine.
1: Let's just pass it. Um like do you think they, del- m- they might think- or they or or they might feel in a non election year more emboldened to oppose it. Right. I think mm-hmm. that there is I think that there is a cadre of particularly pretty conservative. So you've got You've got, I think, the Democrats, the progressives, in the legislature that are all for it, right? I mean, I'm not trying to generalize, but I think that's a fair statement. Then you have the conservative, you know, the Republican supermajority. But within the Republican supermajority, you have the, like, social conservative wing. But then you got the more, like, libertarian kind of wing. Mm-hmm. And then you got, like, the moderate wing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you could get the libertarians on board, Right. I think you could probably get most of the moderates on board, but you have a very vocal and powerful social conservative wing who I think would be hardcore opposed. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that opposition no matter whether it's an election year or an off year is difficult to overcome. That's that's fair. That's a fair statement.
0: I'm curious to see what happens.
1: Yes. I mean, I think my prediction I and I my I've said this, I'm, I'm on, may I may be wrong. I suspect this time next year, there will be recreational marijuana in Oklahoma. Really?
0: Yeah. And if it, even if it doesn't, I'm still flabbergasted that within a year we'll have at least medical marijuana, we'll have um, sports betting, and what's the third thing that was unexpected?
1: Education funding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um new, new revenue maybe maybe the tax increase <laughs> i feel like there was three things that we passed that that were not typical oklahoma conservative yeah, i'd say, we, I would say it was the tax increase well that's fair yeah um so i'm interested
1: just to, to see it's a crazy yeah. time and you know what so far as we're as as we're aware as far as we know with the tax increase with sports betting and medical marijuana on the horizon no one has died so far society has not begun to collapse everything's still functional you can still go to church on sunday you can go to church you can pray
0: state revenue is on the rise yeah so i'm curious to see all right well let's uh let's quickly wrap it up with um a very brief prude watch oh
1: yeah we've got go ahead and play the music so as everyone is hopefully aware by now after last week last week right before the podcast uh, Scott Pruitt um, quote unquote resigned uh, as EPA administrator in the Trump administration Um, and you know there has been a lot of there has been a lot of writing in the interim uh, both uh, locally but especially nationally that man with uh, with with the beating that he took as EPA chief and kind of his resignation and disgrace being tossed to the curb in the Trump administration that his political career must be over. However, uh, Richard Frosted from the New York Times has a very wise take. He wrote an article this week, Scott Pruitt, fallen EPA chief, may rise again in Oklahoma. And uh, it is absolutely worth heading over to NewYorkTimes.com and taking a read um, because I have no doubt that he is correct about Mr. Pruitt's Ambitions for statewide office in Oklahoma. I have no doubt that he is also correct that there are Lots of people in Oklahoma who don't follow what happens in Washington nearly as closely as we do And there are some people that follow what happens in Washington and don't care even see it as you know a badge of honor that he's been you know uh, Had so much trouble with media Mm -hmm, and ethics mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so for the love okay please read the article tell your friends about the article okay just just have this in the back of your mind because if if senator inhofe does not run for re-election in 2020 he's given every indication that he will but if he does not run for re-election in 2020 i think you can mark it down that scott pruitt's next run for office will be as uh, for the uh, u.s senator from oklahoma
0: right and he's gonna have several opponents but i think um because of his name recognition he may have a may have an edge
1: and he's going to have a lot of money because he is one of the biggest advocates for big oil and gas, um, both locally and nationally, uh, that there is.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, some would say that all press is good press. So, yes. Even if it's bad, bad press because you were trying to find uh, mm-hmm. dirty old mattresses and special lotion. You know who would air. say that? P.T. Barnum. Oh, right. I so it literally is night. a circus. <laughs> that's a circus leader is the one that said that. Yes. Fair enough. All right. Well, all I guess right. that's it on this Pruitt watch. I think we should maybe we'll hold off unless something big happens, which is always potential happening. Um, all right. So um, to wrap up, this kind of brings us to the end of the episode. A couple of heads up on some upcoming events. Next Friday, which is July 20th, we're going to have our first um, uh, uh, a tour of the Capital restoration project. Very excited, Scott. I can tell you that we are full up. All twenty spots have been taken.
1: That is outstanding.
0: It is exciting. I don't recognize any of these names, so I'm excited. That's to sh- also very exciting. It is. Um. So I'm excited to uh, attend and meet um these folks: Kimberly, Donna, Jennifer, and um, Deity. Deity. I apologize. Um. Diane, Jerry, Rick, Kathy, John, and Kathy. Um. I am excited to meet you all and um, hope you enjoy the tour. If you are interested in uh, in attending one of the Capital Restoration Project tours, we're also having one in August. Uh, It is on Friday, August 10th, and only two of those tickets have uh, been claimed so far, so there's still 18 left. You can go to our website, letsfixthisok.org, and go to the events page uh, and find the details there. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash let's fix this. Okay. Sorry. We specify that. Let's fix this. Okay. And um, don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on uh, on, uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, look at that music. We're getting used to this new system here. All right. So don't forget to subscribe and rate to Let's Pod This on Apple Podcasts because that helps other people discover us and become better informed and better Oklahomans right you can connect with us on twitter and instagram at let's fix this okay scott is at sc melson i am at Andy OKC. you can also like our facebook page at facebook.com let's fix this okay our website is let's fix this okay.org and ooh check it out because we're updating it this weekend with some really new exciting things You can sign up for our newsletter as you should. You can read our blog, find resources and details about upcoming events. As I said, you can also make a donation to sign up. No, excuse me. You can make a donation, uh, yeah, to sign up for a podcast or support our podcast or just make a general donation, which would be really cool of you. So our podcast is edited and produced by Scott and me. And Let's Pod This as a member of the Mostly Harmless Media Network. Our theme is provided by the Sugar Free All Stars. Let's fix this as a non-partisan, non-profit organization who strives to equip and educate all Oklahomans to engage the government in meaningful ways. We encourage you to get involved in any way you can. And remember, decisions are made by those who show up. Have a great week.